Before we get started, for those of you who don't already know, some weeks ago, we launched the Sales Hall of Fame. This is a space to recognize the top sales leaders who have inspired and influenced all of us. Among our inductees, we have sales influencers like Ian Altman, Andy Paul, or today's guest, Wes Schaefer. When we launched the Sales Hall of Fame, we asked you guys who else you would like to nominate, and we got tons of suggestions. So today, we're excited to present six new inductees to the Sales Hall of Fame. Each of them has given us their number one sales tip. So check out the link on the description to find out who they are and to get their exclusive advice. You can also stay tuned for more updates on our social media or by visiting badgermapping.com slash sales dash hall dash of dash fame. You can find the link on the description below. And let me know if you have someone you want to nominate for the Sales Hall of Fame. We'll be presenting even more inductees soon. Welcome to Outside Sales Talk, where we meet with industry experts to learn the strategies and tactics that make them successful. I'm your host, Steve Benson, and I've helped thousands of salespeople all over the world crush their quota. Today, I'll help you crush yours. Welcome to Outside Sales Talk. Today, I've got Wes Schaefer with us, and he's going to talk about maximizing your sales team's growth with CRM. Welcome to Outside Sales Talk, Wes. Thanks for having me. So Wes is the CEO and founder of The Sales Whisperer, which is a sales training, marketing, and consulting firm. Wes is also an author, a keynote speaker, and a CRM guru. He's a certified partner on HubSpot, Entreport, and Infusionsoft. Wes also helps businesses choose, buy, and implement CRMs. Welcome to the show. So Wes, first question, are CRMs dead? Yes. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what do you mean by that? So I always bag on people, right? When they say SEO is dead, email marketing is dead. Blah, blah. Uh, so the qualification there is the standalone CRM is dead, right? That's why you saw, man, it's been a while now. I have to go look at my notes, but Salesforce bought exact target years ago for billions of dollars because the standalone CRM truly is dead, right? It's, it's a Rolodex in the sky. Uh, having info in the cloud is nice, but the reason you need it is to take action, okay? Relevant, timely action. And so they, they bought uh, Exact Target, which had already purchased uh, Pardot, which did automation, okay? So automating your follow-up, your engagements, your nurturing is the key. So yeah, just having, having you know, names in the sky uh, it's really not going to get you much anymore. Absolutely. And uh, tell me about what size companies you tend to focus on and work with. Um, at the, the S to the midsize M in the SMB space, you know, I, I've done consulting for Dell, you know, but that's an exception, not the rule. Um, you know, usually I'm working with companies with five to 25 salespeople, you know, so the size of the company uh, doesn't necessarily matter for me. It's more like how big is the sales and marketing team? Uh, so that's the typical size. And, you know, they range from a couple million bucks to a couple hundred million bucks, you know, so somewhere in there. Okay. And um, tell me about the reason I ask is, is tell me about how 
the CRM that you recommend varies by industry and company size? Yeah, obviously, you know, smaller companies, if, if they don't have a dedicated team in-house, both like a, a tech team and a marketing team, uh, you know, those are some things that come into play because some are more powerful, some are more complex. Uh, sometimes companies just need the fundamentals. You know, if, if you're using Excel spreadsheets and sticky notes and your salespeople are, you know, they're texting from their own phone, they're, they're literally writing in a notebook, there's no standardization, there's no cadence, there's no playbook, uh, you know, really almost any tool is going to help them. You know, I mean, I've literally walked into companies, three, four salespeople are all in one room and it's an Excel spreadsheet and they just highlight the row in red or green or orange and they just move them around and it's, it's 50 or 60 columns or more across everything that they're checking. And it's just like, oh my gosh, that's just miserable. Yeah, right? that, that's exactly so, how we uh, were doing it in a Google Doc when we were a startup uh, before we got our CRM. And uh, hey, it was a beautiful 2000, day. <laughs> 2007, I spent 10 months with Dell when they were deploying Salesforce.com. That was the largest Salesforce install at that point. And they were on a homegrown DOS uh, platform, you know, that they built for uh, uh, kind of their ERP sort of. And, and, but it, it, was, it was DOS and Outlook and spreadsheets. Yeah. So you can grow pretty big on that, you know, oh, yeah. but eventually you, <laughs> it certainly helps to standardize things. Yeah. Right. And, and bring it all in. So, you know, small companies, if we can just get your stuff out of sticky notes, um, then, you know, I'm going to recommend one platform yeah, as with your bigger team, you know, talking about like ERPs and stuff. So what types of integrations do you need, you know, ticketing, you know, and support do you have like an ops and, and planning, you know, enterprise uh, resource planning platform, uh, separate marketing. So that that's going to impact what I recommend as well. And, uh, and at what point would you say a sales team really needs to graduate from the homegrown? Well, optimally, obviously they don't need to, they could be a huge company and, and not do it. But what, what would you say is optimal? Like, you know, if you have one sales rep, maybe a, a CRM is not necessary, but at what point, in number of sales reps or whatever other metrics you'd like to use, would you say that you, you really graduate to where you should get out of the homegrown systems or the Google Docs or the Excel or the Outlook and, and move into a CRM uh, platform and, and you'll really see some gains? Yeah, it's not even necessarily the size of the company or number of staff, right? I mean, there's free CRMs out there that are fine, you know, and I help people with it. What are some uh, of those that you'd recommend? Oh, there's, I mean, Zoho, I started with Zoho way back in the day. Uh, Pipedrive, I think, has a free or low cost. Active Campaign starts at nine bucks a month. Nimble, I think, starts at 22 bucks a month. HubSpot mm -hmm. has a very good free CRM. Yeah. Uh, you know, Salesforce, I pretty much never recommend for small businesses. Uh, I think it's too complex. It was it's a big company tool trying to be a small company tool. Um, but yeah, there's so many... So really you have to look at where are you going, right? Where do you, where do you plan on being it? Back in 2008, uh, I'd been running the sales whisperer about a year and a half. Well, I ran to them at the end of 08. So almost two years at that point. And I wanted to go meet Dan Kennedy, actually uh, a direct marketing guy, author. 
and he was going out to the uh, Anaheim Convention Center, and he was part of this four-city tour with Infusionsoft. And I didn't know who they were. I was like, I'm going to go meet Dan. It was an hour away. And, and I heard about the company and the software and the vision. You know, back then it was $5,000 down and $300 a month. And it was just me. Right? I didn't have an assistant. I didn't have an overseas VA. None of that. But I saw the power of automation. And I was like, okay, this is where I want to go. Right? This will get me there. And it was hard. You know, there was no Facebook group. There was no 24-7 chat you know, no weekend support. And, uh, and when does an entrepreneur work on their own stuff? Nights and weekends, right? And so, but I knew that's where I wanted to go and it would get me there and it did. So understanding, you know, having systems, having process. I mean, sales is just as predictable uh, as manufacturing, okay? I know like talking to people, I can tell, what makes them tick. Uh, I can adjust how I engage with them based on uh, the interactions I have with them. You know, it's so funny. I'll, I'll watch um, uh, Shark Tank with my kids and I have a very high uh, track record of guessing like, oh, they're going to take that deal, right? Because you see the negotiations going back like, no, nah, they're going to reject Mark Cuban. They're going to take Mr. Wonderful at this deal. They're going to counter. And I'm like, how do you know? It's like, you just do enough deals. You just know. You can tell also like body language. You know, are they, are they receptive to that person? And, and, and you know, like they're, they're not going to get a deal. Like that's a terrible pitch. You know, they're going to get squashed or, or get a huge counter. You know, maybe they'll take, but it's, it's a terrible pitch. So, Sales is just as prescriptive, but people, they, they want to think it's some mystical art. There's a silver bullet, you know, magic words. Like, no, if you can, if you can put systems in place and, and uh, when to engage, when, when to reach out, how to do it, voicemail, email, text, if you can map that out, just like you map out the production of your widget, that's how you scale. You yeah. Know. The systems. So it's all about the, the playbook and the systems, right? Um, yeah, so tell sure. me, what is the, what is the best way to go about choosing the best CRM for your business? Take my free quiz. I like it. <laughs> best CRM for me.com. Um, and it, I've built that over the years and, uh, it's 26 questions right now. It's all multiple choice. So, I mean, it's, you can go through it quick, but it asks, you know, sales cycle, uh, number of employees, you know, operating system on and on and on. And, and it'll, it'll narrow it down for you, but just going through the questions um, will help clarify your thinking around things. Right. Because I've got another a free assessment I do called process before login. You know, most people, they, they pick technology like they're hungry and they go grocery shopping, mm -hmm. right? You know, you're going to get in trouble. You're going to buy things, snack on things you wouldn't normally get because you're starving. People get, um, they look at the blinky blue lights and they get distracted. They get uh, enticed, right? They're like, oh, well. Well, I'm a speaker and, uh, and I see that Tony Robbins uses this tool. So I'm going to get the same thing that Tony Robbins uses. Like, 
Are you going to use Tiger Woods golf clubs? Will that really help you? Just, well, Tiger uses them. I mean, right. You, if you took Tiger Woods golf clubs, you'd probably shoot the worst round of your life. You know, they're not made for you. And so just because somebody else is doing it, right? Literally your mom was right. You know, just because your friends would jump off a bridge, would you jump off a bridge? You've got to analyze things. Uh, but again, it's that process. What is your process? What is your mm -hmm. current? What is your current slash ideal process? Because most people, their current process is just pure chaos, right? They're in reaction mode. Like, well, I've just always done it this way. I just know what to do. Like, okay. How do we hire for that? <laughs> so, so tell me about what the, so these, these key um, attributes of your business, how, what your sales cycle looks like, your, you, the number of, of, of employees or the size of your sales team, uh, the, the complexity of your sales processes that, that go into making the CRM decision. Um, how, how do they, or are the, first of all, are there any other key things that, uh, and I always, whenever I talk to people, and I'm certainly not an expert in this space, but I, I, I've always zoomed in on the, you know, the number of salespeople you have. Like if you have a 10 person team, you don't want to buy an enterprise class um, CRM because it's, it's overkill for what you're doing. And, and right. there's probably, there's a, a tool that is cheaper, easier to deploy and better suited for your needs. But that tool likely wouldn't integrate with your enterprise class ERP, but oh, you have 10 people, well then you don't have an enterprise class ERP. So it's right. not a problem. So that, that's, the, that's, the num that's the thing that I've always zoomed in and for that reason, but tell me about how your sales cycle um, or, and your sales processes and any other uh, attributes you th that you think are important. Tell me about how those uh, would guide you towards one CRM versus another. Well, that's where, again, talking about like, what's your current or ideal process? Okay. Do you have a short sales cycle or the long sales cycle? Are you selling a tangible product, you know, office desks and furniture? Or are you selling an intangible product like software as a service or web design or something? Right. So you got to look at all that and then figure out, is it a complex sale? Right. Do you, are you talking to multiple people at that company or is it, Got a sneeze coming up. I'm trying to hit the mute button. All right. It went away. Sorry about that. Uh, and so you got to look at all that and then think, how are you touching these people? Is it just a phone call? Is it just an email? Do you meet in person? Uh, do they come to you? Do you go to them? Uh, do you do text messaging? Do you need to do voice broadcasts? Is social media a big play? You know, I, I deal with people in, in some unique industries that uh, some of them are like old school and it's a phone call. I mean, that's it. The, 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 the decision maker, you know, is working at a dock. They're in shipping. Uh, they're literally driving the forklift along with everything else. So how do you reach them? Okay. And so, because I'm dealing with working with a company right now. As we get to talking, it's like they need uh, text messaging. They need voice over IP calling. They need to record the phone calls. Um, they need two-way text messaging, not one-way. And there's a difference. Okay. Um, and then, so as you start to map all this out, and then they, they take orders. So they're e-commerce, but they also do trade shows. And they take orders in person. So each of those touch points 
require a different feature set in the tool. And so now you have to start weighing things like, you know, you got to start rank ordering these. Um, and yeah, you, you may want, you know, the Ford Platinum Eddie Bauer extended cab long bed dually, but it's $85,000 and you have a $40,000 budget. So let's start chopping some things out. Do you really need leather? You know, do you really need a dually? You know, do you really need diesel? Uh, and so you start, start figuring this out, you know, oh, you don't really tow horses. You just want to look tough. You know, lo and behold, you can buy a used, you know, F-150 and maybe put an upgraded stereo in it. You know, so it's literally, it's, it's that type of analogy that we've got to figure out to see what you really need. That's why I call, I call it process before login, you know, and you don't need fancy software. Go to, go to a whiteboard in your office and map out where the leads come from. Affiliates, uh, referrals, is it outbound? Is it inbound? Okay, what percentage? Where, where's, the, where's the greatest pain point or where's the greatest opportunity? Okay, maybe you get some through referrals, but not enough. And okay, you, you do want to grow it, but it's not the core of your business. The main core is inbound. Okay, you've been running ads, you've been in business 10 years, you've got a good reputation. Uh, so kind of word of mouth, a little bit of ads, okay. Walk me through that. You know, when a lead comes in, what happens? People are like, well, I mean, we're our system, it's on WordPress, it just sends us an email. Who gets it? Well, the office manager gets it. What do they do? Well, they just assign it to a rep. How do they assign it to the rep? Well, just whoever's not on the phone, you know, okay, so let's talk about round robin and percentages and boom, boom, boom. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. You know, what happens to the customer after they, after they opt in? Oh, it just says, thank you. Oh my gosh. Would you like them to schedule a call right then? Would you like them to be connected immediately to a rep? Can we do that? You know, so you start walking somebody through those scenarios. And then that's why I say current slash ideal process. And a lot of times, if you've been doing something a certain way, you don't even know there's another way of doing it. Right. And so you bring somebody from the outside, they go, you know, I had no idea I could collect names and do this. And this one company I'm working with, like you can send video messages to your customers. And like, how would we do that? You know, it's like, it's been around mm -hmm. a long time, you know, and cause in the land of the blind, the one eyed man is King. Okay. <laughs> yeah, what, uh, one thing that uh, has always jumped out at me is, is look, look in your environment and figure out which, which other tools do you need this CRM to work with? Cause some CRMs will be compatible with, with other tools and others won't, or is it, do you really need it to work with it? Or is there a workaround? Can you set it up with Zapier? Um, things like that. Right. Um, and another one that jumps out at me is, uh, is how do you go to market? Because some CRM, like meaning, you know, do you go to market with retail, with inside sales, with outside sales? Um, because there are some CRMs that you, that are really, geared towards an inside salesperson like close.io and there are other crms that are really geared towards outside salespeople. which would you recommend um given what you know for outside salespeople? which is what are you, what are some of your what are what are some that that you think work really well um yeah that's such a loaded question man it's like saying which which pickup truck do you like best um and 
the reality is most of them are fine. You know, most of them are fine. Pretty much all pickup trucks can haul wood and move your friend's sofa, you know, uh, but so now you got to start refining that. Or do you do long haul? You know, are you, do you need to tow a trailer? Okay. And so now you start getting into gas efficiency and torque and everything else. But, but in general, any pickup truck, even a little small Nissan or Toyota, you can fit a refrigerator in, strap it down and move it across town for your grandma. Mm -hmm. Okay. So if you're an outside salesperson, you need to start considering Obviously, is this thing, does it have a mobile app? Is it mobile responsive? Uh, how much of it can be updated and run uh, on the go? Okay. Now, then does it integrate with the main tools that you use, like Badger mapping, right? I mean, so what do you need it to plug in? Because uh, you need to minimize the number of tabs that are open, the number of things that a salesperson has to log into. Salespeople hate doing administrative work. Okay, don't have them logging in, typing a bunch of stuff all over the place. So, if leads are coming in and being assigned uh, to an outside rep, you know they're they're at an airport, right? They are in a rental car. They're bouncing between meetings. So. Uh, can the system notify them? Can it update records quickly for them? You know, so those are just the things you need to look at. Uh, and, you know, but start with obviously the mobile functionality. Does it do everything you need? And what, what do you need it to do? I don't know what you need it to do. You need to generate a quote from an from a iPhone? Um, I would question that need, <laughs> right? That's kind of scary because people are like, I can't do this, that, and the other with my phone. It's like, you're trying to do surgery. Like you want a pocket knife that's also you can use to do a tracheotomy. It's like, yeah, in an emergency, you probably can. But why are you putting yourself in that situation? I actually know how to, how to perform a tracheotomy with a uh, pocket knife and a Bic pen. Just only in emergency because, situations. <laughs> because you watched MacGyver, okay? I can do it too, but you know, not everyone is as old and wise as us. That's true. What do the kids uh, do these days? Yep. Um, yeah. And, and one of the biggest complaints I hear, and I, obviously all, almost everyone that we, that, that I talk to is a field sales team. Um, and the, one of the biggest complaints is our CRM sucks mobile. And I'm, and I'm always thinking, why didn't you evaluate how this performed mobily before you got it? <laughs> like that's one of, If you have a field sales team, that is one of the biggest things you should be looking at because your sales team is mobile and, and people end up in this cycle where they, they try to twist the rep's arms to sit down every Friday afternoon and like write everything that happened that week into the, into the, into the CRM once they're at their computer and, and guess what? That doesn't work that well. So that's, that is, you know, and, and I, I think there there is no perfect answer for this because it changes all the right. time. Like tomorrow, a CRM that has an awful mobile experience could release a wonderful one. But uh, but that is definitely something to evaluate with uh, with with any piece of software you're buying. And our on our listeners, as you know, are mostly outside salespeople. Yeah. Whenever whenever you're buying something for for a team of outside salespeople, you need to really look at the mobile. That's that's uh, one of the things I tell everyone when they're evaluating software for an outside sales team. It's just 
actually go mobile with this, get, get, a, get a trial of the software and actually go out and into the field, even if you're just driving, drive, drive down the street to the Starbucks and, and, and try to do the actual job you're asking the reps to do from that Starbucks and, uh, right. and see how it goes. And if it's, uh, and, and try out the different, different tools that way. And the ones that suck, don't buy. <laughs> well, yeah, so. I mean, we, you know, we're, we're in business to solve problems, right? And we're supposed to solve our customers' problems. Well, business owners, sales managers need to look at their salespeople as their customers. Because what happens is they, they, again, they go and buy, well, our competition is using that product. We're going to go get that product. Well, okay, maybe you're, you're structured differently. But, you know, if, you're, if your salespeople are your customers, then what are their pains? Well, this is so pains, important what you're saying right now. So important. Yeah, your salespeople are the customer your of your CRM. Yeah. Try to wrap your head around that one. <laughs> and so, because everybody's like, well, what can you do for me? I'm the sales manager. You're going to give me that report. I need your pipeline. I need, you know, I need this updated. Mm -hmm. Well, make it easy for them to update it. Yeah. You know, I was always um, uh, playing around with technology. I was always curious with it. Um, I always, I made friends with the IT department. Man, back in like 2002, I bought my own BlackBerry. And, and sweet talked my IT team into, we didn't have Blackberries back then. So we didn't have a Blackberry server, right? So I convinced them to BCC my AT&T email address, right? Because you always, people, we don't need them anymore, but you, you have uh, an email from your cell phone provider, right? Mm -hmm. And so they BCC that address for me. So I was a traveling salesman because back in 2002, right? We, you're running around and we weren't as crazy connected as we are now. So I get to my hotel at the end of the day. Oh, there's this lead that came in at noon, right? Well, now it's 10 p.m. So I got to wait for the next day. And that was a hot lead I, I needed to reach out to. But now that deal's delayed. So I was convincing them. So I was doing deals, getting stuff done on the road. Now it wasn't IMAPed and all, right? It wasn't synchronized. So the deals I replied to, I had to go and make sure and delete them or, you know, archive and whatever, but mm -hmm. I was getting it done. Right. And so sales managers need to understand that and say, okay, what can I, how can I eliminate excuses? You know, I've got a, a sales, you know, methodology, a concept that I teach people and, you know, it's called them being a sales dog. All right. Why don't I be a sales dog? You know, well, as I was researching it, I just ran across it. It kind of hit me. You know, when a, when a roller coaster is going up that first big hill and you hear that clank, 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 mm -hmm. right? Um, it's called a chain dog. And I forget why it's called a dog, but it's a chain dog. And so what happens is what you're hearing is a metal bar going over the grooves of the, uh, of the roller coaster. And it's a safety catch. So if the chain breaks... It's, it's a, literally just a physical break, just like uh, an elevators, right? If the chain breaks, it'll just catch. So that you're hearing this thing go clank, clank, clank as it goes over. So the sales dog concept is, you know the objections that you're going to get. So you start eliminating them, you know? Hi, you know, when you're considering a new piece of software, you know, who on your team would you bring in to evaluate this? Oh, I'm the sole decision maker. Oh, really? Yep, you know, I'm, I'm IT, operation, blah, 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 it's all me. Okay, fine. Boom. 
when I give the proposal later, they can't say, oh, let me run this by the CFO. It's like, uh, remember two weeks ago we met, you said you made the sole decision. So now they're either lying or it's something else. So I'm going to start taking away the objections. You know, say, hey, well, this is going to run you, you know, 5,000 to 7,500 a month. Is that kind of what you're thinking? Yeah, yeah. We're hoping it's on the lower end, but yeah, that's our budget. Okay, so you come in at six grand, they can't say it's too expensive. Mm -hmm. right? So you're slowly chipping it away. So the same thing with the sales manager, it's like, what are the excuses that my salespeople might tell me as to why their pipeline isn't updated? It's hard to use, it's, I don't get them in time, so start taking, find all those excuses and take them away. And I go, okay, here you go, here's your tool. You now have zero excuse to ever miss the updates you know, for the sales meeting. Your pipeline should be 85% updated at all times, and it should be able to get to 100% in under an hour. So that's, right? that's probably one thing that is really important for a field sales manager to, or operations person, whoever's making the decision on the CRM, is to, is to zoom in on, you know, what it, is, is this able to be, is a rep going to be able to update their pipeline from the field? What are some other key um, attributes or capabilities that a CRM needs to be a, needs to have and, and a, a field sales manager should be evaluating when looking at a CRM? Well, there should be obviously automation. Um, you know, you, your marketing and your platform should be able to nurture early stage prospects and get them to at least warmed up. Right. Uh, I shouldn't be having conversations with somebody that's just curious the first time looking at something. Mm -hmm. Right. So then do you have templates in there? Are there things I tell everybody, look at what you do two or three times a day or four or five times a week and have a process for it and automate it if you can. Okay. Templates. So like in HubSpot's sales pro, they have templates, but also individual sequences that are meant to that individual salespeople. It's not a company-wide nurture campaign. It's custom made for each salesperson to drip on a prospect at their own cadence. You know, but the company should have built it at least one standard sequence and then they can go kind of tweak. They shouldn't be creating that from scratch, but that should be able to be run you know, from mobile. Uh, but again, look at what you do two or three times a day or four or five times a week. If I'm having to look up shipping information or or invoice numbers, PO numbers, uh, you know, trying to verify shipping and whatever. Um, if you're building out the hierarchy for a prospect firm, you know, do you have that information? You know, so um, again, everyone's different. Are you doing e-commerce on this thing? Uh, or, is it, or is it all through POs? Do you need to set up meetings? You need to run meetings from it. Do you need to record conversations? Or are you doing texting? You know, a lot of companies, like the salespeople, they got their own cell phone they're, and they're texting a lot. All that history is lost. And when they leave, it's their own cell phone. So all the prospects, all their customers, they have all their contact info when they leave. Mm -hmm. And the customers accustomed to texting Joe Smith. Well, now Joe Smith just went from Ford to Chevy. All right. I might be convinced to buy a Chevy because I like Joe Smith. Mm-hmm. You know, so you better be careful with that as well. Absolutely. Um, so what is, what is ultimately at stake? Why is this important? What, what, why is it important to choose the right CRM tool? Well, it's standardization. 
And that's the tough thing. I think that's why people struggle with it. A lot of smaller businesses, you know, they're, they're entrepreneurial led. And, you know, if you read Michael Gerber's E-Myth, you know, you have the, the entrepreneur, the dreamer, right? You have the technician, the doer, the thing, and you have the manager. Mm-hmm. So most I haven't, businesses- I haven't read it, but I've read a summary. Like I, I try to read summaries of business books. I don't, I don't read the yeah. whole thing. It just takes too long. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, the concept is the people that start businesses are usually either the technician, right? They're a great auto mechanic. I'm going to start my own, my own garage. Okay. You know, or they're a dreamer, right? They got this big vision. They're going, you know, Steve Jobs was the dreamer, right? Wozniak was the technician. Then they eventually found managers, arguably Steve Jobs became a manager. So it depends on how you want to look at it. But, you know, the technician's like, I I don't know. I just just fix cars. I don't know. People just call me. Well, no, they're not going to just call you. Once you run out of friends and family, how do you grow your business? Okay. And the dreamer is like, I'm going to have, you know, auto shop in, in every city in the country. And they're going to, drones are going to fly people home while they wait for their cars. You know I mean? Okay, <laughs> great. How are you going to make this happen? So the, you know, using the auto mechanic analogy, right? They, they're accustomed to process. It's a certain process for changing the oil or tuning up a car, or, you know, replacing a head gasket. Okay. You, you better have a process. They have lost nuts and bolts. So they have a process. Here's where you put the nuts and bolts. So you don't lose any of them when you're taking these things apart. So they, they understand processes in that regard, but because it's not their expertise, they just let everything else go out the window. So you need to have, you've got to think through what are the steps that you go through and because you can't read the label from inside the bottle. So you you don't know the exact process, you just do it. So that's why you get an outsider to come in, you know, and it sounds self-serving, but you need someone like me to come and look in and say, oh, here's what's happening. You know, I remember when I first got serious about golf, my dad bought me golf lessons for my 23rd birthday. And I was playing um, five or six months. And um, I was just I was about to get deployed out to uh, Korea. And I went to visit my dad in Jacksonville. And he said, hey, there's this golf pro that films you, he records you, right? So this is 1993. This is the summer. This is August, September timeframe of 93. So that, that, that was kind of state of the art back then, right? This guy filmed you from the top, from in front and from behind. And so this 30 minute golf lesson, he had me get like, I don't know, a seven or six iron. And I took like five shots and that was it. The rest of the time we sat there and analyzed my swing. He could draw on the screen. Again, everything we take for granted now, that was like, a, I don't know, a couple hundred dollars I had to pay for this lesson, and I only swung the club five times. Mm-hmm. But by having that outside, and, and it gave me a little VHS tape I got to take with me, and I could see my head movement, my, you know, my stance, my posture, but by, from the outside looking in, it was so obvious what I was doing wrong. Okay. Still, video is still a great tool. I mean, I, I recommend almost any sales manager or salesperson video yourself giving your core pitch and just, uh, and, and then watch the oh, video yeah. as, and, and uh, think about where you can improve. Cause you, sometimes things jump right off the page at you, whether it's a golf swing or a, uh, or a sales pitch. 
Yeah, but you know, just I'm just using that analogy as well because amen, do that, right? You'll learn a lot. Uh, but having somebody look in from the outside, say, oh, here's, here's some glaring issues. Here's some places you can improve quickly if you make some changes. That's why you bring in outsiders because you're just, you're too close to your own stuff. Uh, and it's, you know, it, it's hard to do it on your own. Yeah, that, that, that makes a ton of sense to me. And, you know, choosing a, a CR, choosing the right CRM tool for you is extremely difficult. Many CRM implementations fail and the reps end up not using it and, and, uh, and, and the software just sits on the shelf. I, I, I heard a statistic, I don't know how true this is, but that 50% of CRM purchases um, are never adopted. And, and that's a, you know, that, that's a huge number. And, and you know, that, and, and that there's a lot of wasted hours and time there. What, why, why do, in your opinion, so many CRM installations and implementations fail? They don't have a process before login. You know, they think it's going to be a cure-all. Um, they are they over-promised and under-delivered, right? That, that SaaS salesperson has a quota to meet. And, well, can you, can you do that and that and that? Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 just sign right here. Then they're, they're gone. And the person that's implementing it and, and teaching it is different than the person who sold it. You know, but look at your own bookshelf, right? How many books have you bought and not read? How many? I mean, hundreds. Yeah. I mean, how many? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm famous for that one. <laughs> yeah. How many, how many of anything, right? You buy, a, how many gym memberships have been paid for and people don't go to the gym? You know, so it's just, it's notorious. You, you're frustrated. You, you know, you got to do something. You, you, you take that step. It's uncomfortable. So you just don't finish. So that thing just sits there, solves a couple pains, but you go back kind of the overlap. Same thing. I like would golf, right? Oh, I'm slicing. I'm slicing. I'm, oh, you go, go get, you know, five lessons and you work on, you work, boom, you got this big, beautiful high draw. Then your buddies come back to town. You're playing a dollar a hole, right? You're just going to break the bank. It's not about the dollar. So your, your buddies are going to mock you and you know, you've pushed two holes. Now you got, you know, $8 riding on this hole. And here's the, this is your nemesis, right? There's water along the right, but Oh, you've gone to, you spent, you know, $400 on golf lessons. You, you've hit 5,000 balls. You can hit this draw, but you fall back to your old comfortable ways. You don't trust that new swing and you go to the old thing. And you plunk that ball right in the water. And your buddies laugh. Oh, big dummy. How those golf? You should have spent the money on some golf clubs. Oh, what? A, yeah, you should have. You should have just bought a new, I don't know what, keg of beer. You should have just redone your basement, man. What an idiot. Can you still slice? <laughs> it's just human nature. And so. Change is hard. Change is hard. But I bet if that golf pro. One time um, I had a golf pro. Uh, play around with me and um, and it was amazing having him there just talking and I'm just I'm just more aware like I didn't want to let him down right and I just I put a better swing better move on the ball each time and it was it was fantastic uh, and so but we can't be there all the time with you right and so and it's hard you know you you can't let things go 
and that's tough. Um, you see a mistake, you see something not set up right in the system, you have to fix it yourself right then or make a note and have somebody fix that thing or it will spiral out of control. And it's, you know, if, if margins are tight, you don't have systems, so you're reacting and you, you go after the hot leads, you go after the low hanging fruit and, you know, you, you live in the urgent instead of in the important and soon everything's urgent. And of course you can't get to everything simultaneously. So you fail and it's, it's hard. Yeah. Um, I, I was surprised. I've, I've only uh, implemented one CRM system in full transparency and I, and I didn't do it. I mean, someone on my, my team did, but um, I've only been around and actively involved um, with a, one CRM system implementation rolling up to me. And, and uh, cause it, you know, when I was at Google, we just already had one. When I was at IBM, we just already had, had one. I wasn't involved, but I was, I was surprised how many bumps in the road we hit uh, in terms of the technology. Like we, and we're a software company, right? Like we, we had the engineering team to, to help j to j jump in and help do this, that, or the other thing during the implementation. Um, but uh, I was surprised how many things w that I would have expected to be able to do out of the box. We really had to massage and have someone, you know, integrate the way the leads were coming in with Zapier to have it populate in the CRM correctly and, and, and a ton of little things that it was a, it was a longer and slower deployment than I would have guessed. And there were, there was more hair on it than I would have guessed. Cause we're, you know, we're, we're not asking it to do anything terribly complex. We're certainly not an enterprise system. We have 20 salespeople using the thing. Um, so it's a relatively small and simple implementation. But, right. uh, but yeah, I, I, was, I was surprised how much complexity there was just because it does, a, a CRM by nature touches every part of your organization, every mm -hmm. part of the information in your organization. And, it, and ultimately it's supposed to be the record of all customer data. It's, the, it's that really it needs, you need to kind of scoot something into the, the central data hub of your entire organization to become that hub. And that's, that's got a lot of complexity because there's data in a lot of places usually. You bet. Tell, tell me about why, why it's why why can CRMs be hard for salespeople to use? We talked about the mobility element of it, but you know, I, I hear from salespeople a lot. I hate my CRM; it's such a pain. Like, what? Why? What? Well, that, where are the catch a, points there? That's a self fulfilling prophecy. Sure. Right. Like Henry Ford said, some say you can, you know, some say you can't. You know, they're both right. Yeah, some are hard. And look, I've used them. I've been using databases since in sales since 97, you know, and all the big ones, a lot of obscure ones. Yeah, some were very hard to use. Uh, but if if I was at a company and, and we had to use it, I used it. You know, I, I dug in and I figured it out, right? We deployed Salesforce at my company in 04, and I figured out how to use templates. I learned I could do, I could do my own broadcast emails up to 500 people at a time. Um, yeah, it, it was a pain, you know, we'd had to do our own quotes and you got to learn all the tabs to click through. And so it wasn't always thought out very cleanly. So changing configurations, changing quantity. Okay. Get operations on the phone. But a lot of times I'd make friends with everybody 
So the operations manager would take my call. And then if I'm on the road, she'd bang some of that out for me, right? And my inside sales rep was inside. Uh, so she could help me uh, because I didn't run around whining and complaining. Okay. So um, it, if your company, you know, if you work with a company and you don't have any say into it, then you better just learn it. Okay. Complaining doesn't do anybody any good. Uh, you might have to find your own hacks, right? Like I had my IT department BCC my email address in 2002. Mm -hmm. You know, are there things like that that you can do to make it better? Uh, well, and, because and to help people see around the corners on the challenges of implementing uh, CRM systems, what are some common hurdles or problems that sales organizations run into when they when they implement? Um, they they underestimate the complexity and the time. Um, they a lot of times they just haven't done a thorough evaluation. I mean, they're, they're literally like, like a family just moving homes, but they're moving like across the country and, and they have a five bedroom home and like all of a sudden they find themselves in a three bedroom, you know, and they're like, <laughs> whoa, where do we put all this furniture? Or maybe it's vice versa that they're, they're in the jammed up three bedroom and they, you know, they're pregnant with another kid. And they're going to four kids. They just need room. Now they show up in a five bedroom or like, we have a lot of empty rooms. What do we, whoa, a gamer. What do we do with this? Oh my gosh. Now I got to go buy a pool table and oh, this has a pool. I didn't have a pool before. I got to buy chemicals. I got to hire somebody to come clean the pool. I wasn't planning on that expense. I didn't know. I didn't know pools were so expensive. You know, we had some friends move from Colorado to Texas when we were living there and Texas has no income tax, which is fantastic, but they have high property tax. They literally didn't calculate. They didn't plan on that. So they bought the same priced home and almost lost it because the taxes were more than they could afford. Half of their home was literally unfurnished. So there's little things you don't, you know, what you don't know can kill you, you know? Mm -hmm. So make sure you take your time, ask the hard right questions uh, and don't make the decision, you know, rashly. That makes a ton of sense to me. Um, what would you say in your, in, from your perspective, what are some of your favorite CRMs and, and least favorite? What are some advantages and disadvantages of, of the CRMs of, that, 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 you, uh, that you recommend? Well, since, since 2014, I've moved over to HubSpot. Uh, I moved my WordPress website to HubSpot. I like the integration. I love their 24-7 phone support. Um, I love their knowledge base. You know, their support is just, uh, is phenomenal. Their training is second to none. Uh, and their free tools are legit. They're not some scaled down things uh, that hamstring you and force you into paying. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, for smaller businesses, uh, there's so many good tools. Even, you know, Infusionsoft has uh, lowered their price uh, and give some, some different offerings. And, you know, there's benefits to all of them. You know, HubSpot doesn't have affiliate marketing. It doesn't have e-commerce. You know, it's all add-ons. It doesn't have membership sites. So there, there's reasons, you know, for each of them. Active Campaign is doing a lot uh, with, for small businesses. Entreport has come a long way. But then there's the pure play CRMs, you know, like, like Pipedrive and Pipeline. Uh, 
very good, uh, responsive, mobile, uh, nice GUI. You know, there's just, there's so many. Uh, so take the quiz, bestcrmforme.com and, and see which one. And, you know, I offer a free uh, consultation after you take the quiz. You know, it'll rank order them based on your answers and then it'll rank order them based on price. Uh, so you can kind of narrow down the decision on where to go. Yeah, we're, uh, by the time, by the time that this uh, episode goes live, I think that uh, Badger is slated to have its HubSpot integration out. That's, that's coming any day here. Uh -huh. So that's a, that's a nice one for sure. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, and, and I think that's, that's the, an important takeaway is I, I think, you know, do, when you're looking at a CRM, you want to pick the one that really fits you. And there's a lot of attributes to think about and, and to, to, to stack rank in a spreadsheet and, and evaluate. Um, and a lot of people just kind of, uh, buy based on the one they've heard the most about or, um, the one that's another company they, that they know is using, but it's really, you know, people's businesses are very unique based on price point and how many, how you go to market and how many, what your company size is and what types of, uh, needs you have, what you want to integrate with. And, and it's important to, you know, there's a hundred CRMs and at least 15 of them are, are great. I mean, they, they all do what they said they're going to do effectively, but you know, it, it's, yeah. it's important to, I think, you know, really think about which one is going to be the best fit for you. All right. I'm going to try to summarize, um, all the things we've talked about today. Uh, so in summary, the standalone CRM is dead. Having data in the cloud is nice, but you need to take action on this data with follow-ups and nurturing. Uh, the CRM needs to not just stand alone, but be able to integrate with the other areas and processes that your business needs. When considering a sales team for your, um, <laughs> when considering a CRM for your sales team, um, you need to think about what types of integrations they need, resource planning, platforms, marketing tools, etc. There are many free or low-cost CRMs that are great to start with for small businesses like Zoho, Pipedrive, Nimble, HubSpot, um, and a bunch more. CRMs help you scale by mapping out your email, your phone calls, your meetings, etc. Make sure you analyze your current and ideal process to find the best CRM for your business. Ask yourself these questions. Do you have a short sales cycle or a long sales cycle? Do you sell tangible products or intangible products? Do you have a complex sales cycle? Do you communicate just with phone calls or are there other types of communication that you'll need to integrate? Do you meet in person? Where do your leads come from? What other types of software do you need to use with your CRM? Match these questions about how you sell uh, to the features that you'll need from different CRMs. As an outside salesperson or um, person making a decision for about a CRM for an outside sales team, make sure to evaluate CRMs based on their mobility. Does it have a mobile app? How does it work? Is it a good one or does it not work so well? Uh, does it do what you need your CRM to do on the go? Does it integrate you with your other apps and softwares? Is there integration already built that, that works great? Or is it one of the ones that the, that the software company that you'd also like to be using with it says, well, we hope to get to that in uh, 2022. Um, 
sales managers need to think about how do I eliminate excuses from my team um, about why they can't use the CRM by, by getting a CRM working and in place. It's, you got to see around those corners, something like it's doesn't work while I'm mobile and I'm always mobile. Well, that's a, that's a reason not to use it. So does the team need to set meetings for, through the CRM, for example? Um, does the, can you, can you look for CRMs that have automation and templates that are really useful for the sales team? CRMs help with the stabilization of your processes. You can bring in an outside CRM consultant and they can give you feedback uh, from looking outside in uh, to your processes and help, help with the CRM decision and, and implementation. All CRMs are different, but it's important to learn the system as a rep and from the rep's perspective to get the most out of it. A common mistake with CRM uh, when people are choosing CRMs is the people choosing the CRM might be in management and they think about it in terms of what is this going to give me the manager where it, when it's really this, the, the sales rep that's going to be using it the most. So it's important to uh, consider that perspective because if the sales, sales rep can't use it successfully, then it doesn't get the data in it that it needs and then the CRM implementation can fail. This has been a great episode of the Outside Sales Talk and really appreciate you being able to come on today, Wes. Tell me about where listeners can read more about you and your work and, and where can they reach out to you? Yeah, so if they're looking for CRM, go, go take that quiz. I mean, it redirects you to my website. It's just a landing page on the saleswhisper.com. So uh, if you don't need the quiz, then just go to the saleswhisper.com and uh, my social media links are there. Contact us there. My cell phone number is there. You know, I'm pretty easy to, uh, to reach. So uh, hit me up. I'm happy to help. Fantastic, Wes. It's been great having you on the show. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. And uh, good luck in this uh, pandemic. I got, a, I got a feeling you and I are going to get through just fine, and as well as those that listen to us. I think we will. <laughs> well, I will, uh, I will talk to you soon, Wes. Okay, man. Thank you. Good to see you. Good to see you. Bye-bye. If you can think of, uh, or if anyone can think of any other sales reps that would benefit from learning uh, about these skills on, on CRM uh, picking that we've talked about today, share the love and forward this on to them. Take care until next time, guys. Bye.